Brought to you by Nordic Podcast. Yeah. Thank you for coming. We're here with Stian Blip. Yes. What I like to call Norway's Hugh Jackman. Wow. Uh, you, you, if you In say if you say stuff like that to me, I will bring it with me forever. You I, should. Yeah. Though, I will put put it in my bio uh, like <laughs> Norway's Hugh Jackman, and I'll quote you. And and luckily you're a doctor, oh so when boy. people say like Doctor Medi said it, they're like, wow, a doctors doctor. know what they're talking about. <laughs> because look, look, let's be honest here, man. You are an all-round entertainer. You have hosted more shows than I've watched. <laughs> like truth be told, you're a comedian, and most importantly, you are a father. Yeah. And yeah. you're basically my age. That is always Hugh Jackman, man. Yeah, thank you, thank and you. And you so are. Much. Jacked, you're not exactly. <laughs> I'm not you, but like I have, I I can lift. You're a dad, my, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that, uh, and that's that's a good thing about being a dad. If you're in good shape, people are like, how does he do it while being a dad? Yeah. And if you're not, people can say, ah, well, he's a dad. He's a dad. So, yeah, so you you're safe on both ends. <laughs> that is cheating. Yeah, that is cheating. Yeah. But welcome, man. Really. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's it's a pleasure. And I know your schedule. I know you actually have a show in like two hours. Yeah, yeah. So the coffee should be strong. Yeah, uh, I asked for a coffee and I, I think I got uh, motor oil in my glass. So uh, I, I've tasted it. Like uh, blood came out of my nose. But it's, it's very good. Do we have a doctor on site? <laughs> yeah, you. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> I guess we do. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so first of all, uh, what is your workout routine? Because I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, the shirt is throwing us off. It's like a chameleon puked on it. Yeah. But the body under is a Greek god. Yeah. So it's, it's trying to, I'm trying to put get attention away from the body. Yeah. And on the shirts. <laughs> no, but uh, my, uh, my, uh, my workout routine as of now, I'm, because uh, uh, I, I've always loved working out. Mm. Uh, it's been like a essential part of my my well being since I was like 16 years old. And um, but I've always needed a reason, a goal, like going to the gym just to kind of keep in shape. Uh, for me, that 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 incentive hasn't been enough. So I need to kind of say like, f in 12 months <coughs> I want to do this, or I'll sign up for a, like a obstacle race in copenhagen i'm like okay i'm gonna train for this right just so i have that when i feel like i i want to stop or i don't want to go today i have this thing hanging over me it's like ah, you 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 probably should go do it yeah you need purpose for that suffering yeah yeah so uh, right now i uh i have like i'm 32 so um i think I i'll see how much my body can endure uh at this age so i've i've set a goal that I want to see how much weight I can lift off the floor. Uh, so I've said like, I want to do 200 squats. I want to do a 200 kilo deadlift and I want to do a 150 kilo bench press. So how much time you have? Uh, what? How much time do you have to uh, accomplish this? Like way to, to, like I said, this summer, I want to at least do the 200 squat and the 200 deadlift. Okay, okay. This summer is soon. It is soon. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> this summer is months away. Yeah, yeah. So, so how close are you? Uh, at the squats, I'm at 180. Okay, 20. Okay, you're there. Yeah. You're so there. 20. Just just eating some more Big Macs, and I'm uh, I'm there. And uh, at the deadlifts, I'm at uh, 175. But like I I did that a couple of days ago. Felt like I okay. I, I have mm -hmm, I have a couple mm -hmm. of kilos left in me. But in the bench, I, like, I tore my, my shoulder uh, like August two years ago. 
So I spent a lot of time like getting that back in the game. I was doing like, yeah, I was like doing 30 kilo bench presses, and uh, mm. that was that was painful. Uh, but now I'm back at like 120 or something. Uh, That's good. That's yeah, good. and it it feels okay. But still, when when it's that amount of weight, my shoulder like it's that subconscious. Uh, thing of my shoulder just yes, wanting to back yes, out. Yes. Like we've been here before, man. Yes. Let's get out. I mean, it's it's a scientific fact. After injuries, your central nervous system fires less. Yeah. Because it's afraid of that imaginary threshold yeah. that caused the injury. And I can feel that because uh, if I'm right below that threshold, nothing happens. Right. But it's as soon as I'm pushing it, I have to consciously like say to my shoulder, it's like, okay. yeah, it's okay. Shh, 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 okay. Hey. Hey, this is nothing. You remember what we used to do? <laughs> like we we're good, man. We're, we're still talking about the shoulder. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just not sure. Yeah, like some, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes to the other other thing as well. Yeah, you were very convincing. <laughs> remember, no, the, it's, it's true. Remember the good old days, man. <laughs> and the shoulders, like yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. All right, all right, I'm with you. No, honestly, man, this is a majestic goal but do you have someone to get are you with a pt are you doing this alone no no i so so i've i've never uh used a, a personal trainer uh never no and the only reason is because my ske- uh, schedule has been uh, yeah. a mess so yeah. i i sometimes like two times i started off with a with a trainer and <laughs> when i had to like uh, the sixth time I had to say like oh sorry something came up and blah 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 I was like oh man this is just not working right now it, it's yeah. more of a hassle because I have yeah. I get bad consciousness um, yeah because you can't be letting him down when he, when you're not a let a quitter yeah yeah, yeah so, so uh, it was uh, that was a bad experience but now I've uh, I've been working with a, a trainer who has been like insanely, like two years ago, I think he was like Norway's strongest man in like 80, the 80 kilo. Um, wow. Yeah, so he he's insane. He's he's doing like 300, uh, 350 kilo deadlifts and like 350 kilo squats. He's he's pretty, and he's he's like, uh, he's a couple of centimeters low, uh, like shorter? Uh, shorter than me. So when That's I, impressive. He is insane. He's uh, He definitely doesn't need to talk to shoulders. <laughs> no, no, no. Like his shoulder have their own, their own personality like his two biceps have their own work <laughs> he's he's insane so he's guiding me so i'm with him uh, once a week and he's texting me like okay this is what you should do today if you're doing two more um workouts mm-hmm. like let's try to do this mm-hmm. do so, you have any unconventional methods or is this straight up like strongman five times five like no like he uh, i find it unconventional because i've never encountered like his way of uh like uh, setting up my workouts because uh, suddenly it was like, okay, today we're doing uh, 20 reps of all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. And the next time is like, uh, we're only doing two mm. and we're doing 15 of this. Mm. So I hope he has like a, I, I don't hope he's just punching numbers into the uh, the telephone. <laughs> he's out there with a couple of yeah. guys. Okay, we're gonna yeah. do. Wow, 57 reps today. No, so but my feet. Uh, he has. He he's, he told me because I uh, like the, the only reason that I I, uh, I I think I bought it like a year with him, mm-hmm. and I said like, can you look me in the eyes? Because I my goal is to be the strongest person I know. And he said, I guess we can be friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Gauntlet throw. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, I don't want to compete with this. Meet him outside. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I try to find, like, very weak friends uh, right now. <laughs> you uh, guys will get along. <laughs> <laughs> throwing your friend under the bus. Well, <laughs> friend. <laughs> Uh, no, it's all love. No, but and he looked me in the eye and he was like, "If you if you do what I tell tell you, I, I no problem." I mean, he has proved like jokes aside, he has accomplished that. He has. He has gone through that. Yes, and and that's uh, that's my philosophy uh, in life as well because I I do not uh, I'm not comfortable in seeking advice. Yeah. Like I if I'm um, if I'm thinking about should I do this job or this job or uh, like I, I have this goal that I want to achieve, I I don't want advice from people who hasn't done it, and that sounds uh, no, it's n- no, but it it, it it can sound arrogant. But um, it, let me give an example yeah, that backs yeah. up your statement, yeah. and if people think they're arrogant, like so, this is a very concrete example. I'm not bitter, <laughs> but this is a concrete example. So there was a time in my life when I went to um, <clears throat> high school in the U.S. Yeah. And when I came back from the U.S. to Norway, I was fulfilling my last year of high school. Yeah. And there are certain academic points, math, grades, that you have to sort to enter medicine. Mm. And we had to translate the grades from American into Norwegian. You yeah. know, A, B, C, yeah, yeah, into yeah. 6, 5, 4, and 6, etc. So every school has an advisor, mm. a road giver, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And we know that these people have not accomplished, like she wasn't a doctor. No. So I'm here am I sitting down taking advice from someone who hasn't accomplished what I'm going to accomplish. And unfortunately, based on that experience, which went horribly wrong, pushed me back two years. Mm. I would not say it derailed me because I reached my goal but it set you back but it pushed me back two years because she guaranteed that the path to medical school did not involve this class Mm. even though I had already taken in the US she guaranteed that translating this grade into biology was not necessary we could only translate it into R2 math yeah yeah I enter Malta University, which is five years accelerated course. So mm. you do medical school in five years, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess what they say? Where's your bio- biology grade? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and that is like that. That's a a horrible example of of, of it because because uh, it, it really impacts you directly. But I think I'm not bitter, but it was a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you you always remember that yeah, stuff. You do not take life changing advice from people who haven't experienced it no. to a certain degree. Uh, no, like I I I truly believe in like talking with people and 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 hear people's thoughts and stuff, but I never take um I never take action uh on advice that that I don't feel truly resonates. Right. So, uh I I've always been that way. If, if I want to to learn to be uh if I want to be a great comedian, I want to hang around the people I feel that are truly successful and that I look up to and I want to be that nosy guy who said like how do you do this and mm. how do you work how do you uh, and if they share their advice I'm like okay it has to be something uh it has to be something here because this guy is doing everything I want to do so uh yeah I, I'm I'm but that's also humility yeah 
It is humility, it's humility. and I believe in that. Right. Like if if you, because you come from, like they say, you stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Uh, whether you like it or not, you would be regarded as one of the Norwegian giants that the future generation will stand their shoulders on. And I, I saying hope so. that, I think we're sure. <laughs> and and saying that, you are already keep seeking, you know, these heroes to look at, uh, up to and, and their advice. That is humility because. We don't see that often today. We no, really no. don't. And, but and it's needed. Yeah, and I feel that that is the key to to everything. Uh, if you want to, if you want to do something um, amazing, and you have someone who's doing the things you want to do, like just go to them and say, "Hey, I I really want to learn from you guys. And can you can we just talk about this? Can you give me some uh, some advice uh, of what I should do?" Like ninety nine percent of people who who's good at as something love to teach yeah. as well yeah. so that's been my experience like every time i've felt like kind of stupid like hey can you show me how to do this people have 99 percent always said like yep yeah, of course yeah what, what do you want to know yeah. and uh i think people also they, they feel um appreciated as well because you you're not exactly saying i love you you're amazing you're saying i want to to learn something from you and by saying that you're saying like i kind of look up to you so it's, it's the it's it, you you make pretty good bonds as well yeah. like a lot of my my closest friends in in the business has has uh, been like firstly mentors or people that i've i've been like hey can i if i if i have a rough time ta- having like making a decision can i call you uh, can i come over to your house i, I just want to spitball something they have become some of my closest friends because now uh, like I've been in the business for like 10 plus years and suddenly they're calling me mm. and so like hey I, like we're doing this thing C- could I talk to you and uh, like that uh, yeah and it, it starts off with somebody saying can you please take me under your wings right. I want I want to and and that yeah you, you still found your time because you're, you're not not busy I find the time uh, like not as much as I yeah. like I hope to, but being a father and having a busy schedule, it kind of <coughs> it, it humbles you uh, in the sense of okay, I have a very limited time uh, like hanging out with my friends. I have a, a a more limited time achieving my goals and dreams than I had before. Right. So uh, your priorities are much better. If somebody calls you like you want to do something. And you really don't want to do it, you say no because like yeah. you, your time is precious now. Yeah. And if somebody calls you and like, ah, oh, shit, I really want to hang out with with my friend right now, you do it because, yeah, you have uh, like the the resources are scarce, so you you spend them a little more scarce. Wiser, even. Yeah, yeah. wiser. So, yeah. so you end up doing, uh, like, make you have a better life actually, uh, being that busy because you don't do a lot of shit that you don't want to do. Exactly. I've actually heard this. I had this friend who was. Um, <clears throat> okay, he was impactful in his community. Yeah. He w- had two kids. Um he was an architect and he traveled constantly resurrecting buildings all over the mm. world from Chile to Germany. And on top of all this, he still had time to host um community building uh, exercises and and uh, non-profit organizations. Mm. And I asked him like how do you prioritize your time? How do you know what should come in, what should come out? And also, you, like, how efficient are you? And he goes, you know the funny thing? And he says exactly what you said. Yeah. The more stuff I have to do, the better I get at doing them. That's true. 
That is true. And it's like, how come? And he goes, no, because now you spend it wisely. Yeah. You pick wisely. And then when you're doing it, you do it way more efficiently. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yeah, because uh, everything like like scarcity is is powerful because yeah. you you appreciate things. Like if you have uh, if you do not have a lot of food, when you do get some food, you're like, oh shit, amazing. And it's the same thing with time as well. If you uh, okay, my time I have very limited time. Mm-hmm. I can use these two hours uh, hanging out with my best friends. You're like, oh, this is amazing. Like th- those three hours with your best friends, they like before when i was uh, like did not have children right. like i could spend a, a weekend at my my friend's house in, in bergen when i was there it was like hey it's it's cool but you didn't think think it over you, you didn't Mm-mm. come in the door like hey this is amazing we're going to spend the weekend together but now if i get like a day at my friend's house i'm like this is amazing yeah this is <laughs> this is vacation yeah and, and the same thing when you're picking your your work as well yeah. you know that okay uh I need to have something that that gives me energy because, wow, there's like ten things that 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 needs my attention, like uh, my kids that exactly. I I, n- I never want to uh, compromise on, like my attention to the kids yeah. and so if if there's something that throws me off balance that makes me like a, a not as good father a, a less attentive husband, mm-hmm. like I, so I, I'm pretty like. If you asked me four years ago before kids, like I would, I would talk completely different about this, because uh, I I felt like I had all the time in the world. Mm. But now I feel like I have to be a little more uh, selfish, because if I pick the stuff that makes me happy, I can transfer that energy to my wife, to my kids, and to uh, to everything exactly. else. Exactly, it's a community now that rests on your shoulders. It's yeah. not you anymore. No, it's it's a whole you know line of the generational line on your shoulders yeah that you go home to yeah but uh, i think a, a lot of people uh forget that your your own well-being is also your family's because yeah. somebody wants to take the like the the role of i like i can be unhappy so you can be uh, be happy some people do that like right, i right. i hate my job but i work every day so right. so you can be happy but your family and your friends and they want you to be happy yeah. Or else you're kind of this this energy drain. So I think if mm. you if you feel that if I have a lot of energy, if I come home from work happy, I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? That's always much better. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So I agree. so people feel selfish if they do like selfish choices, but if you, yeah. Yeah, that's why people like dogs more than cats. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. End of discussion. Yeah, you come home and they're like, wow. Energy, yeah, it happy, is energy, yeah, contagious. It is, it is. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, is this why you entered the field you entered? Because uh, th- like the the entertainment, yeah. The, I I uh, for me that was that was just a calling. I think uh, if you can say that. Okay. I, I was okay. I was actually like I thought I was going to be a football player. So so what happened? Uh, like serendipity. Yeah. Uh, I I always loved like being on stage and fooling around and. My school, I, my teacher was like an amazing guy. He he was playing in a local band, and he, he he wanted us to do all these wacky things. Like when we finish this school year, we're gonna do like a a Beatles show, uh, and like taught us to play the guitar. And so we we always got to uh, like perform some silly stuff for the parents at like the end of the uh, uh, the spring. Uh-huh. Uh, 
And uh, so I always found that amazing. I did, did some theater, but I never thought that like this was a path. It was just a fun thing that I was doing. And um, I got a lot of injuries because of my, uh, like I was dancing a bit and I was doing football and I was just, I was this crazy guy who never backed up, uh, backed mm. off any tackles. So like my ankle broke and my like my knee started hurting already. It's like 17, 18. And uh, when my ankle broke, I was like, oh shit, uh, I can't do anything. I have to wait like a half a year before I, I play football. So I started doing more of the like the stage stuff and mm. I tried to like, write, write some jokes and I attended, um, they had like a stand-up, um, like it's like kind of a stand-up competition for students. Uh, this was in high school. Yeah, I I think I was like seventeen because I, okay. I was not old enough to get in the place because I uh, it was on Facebook and I just said, hey, I'm I'm a, like I'm a seventeen year I'm not a student, uh, but I, I I would love to attend the competition. Could I join you? And they're like, yeah, it's okay. We just put a put an X on your hand so they know you you can't drink and blah blah blah. And I actually won that competition. Whoa. And uh, the people who were, were running the stand-up, like the big stand-up club in um, in town were like the judges. And so the one guy was like, D do you want to try yourself at like a real stand-up stage? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I started- On your first, you could say gig. Yeah, yeah. But before that, I, w I had been doing a lot of shows, like some dance shows and mm -hmm. some beatbox. I, was, I, w I just loved being on stage. Do you remember? The specific bit you did, you yeah, still, like you still have the memories of that. Yeah, it, it was something that uh, I was talking about my home, pl like where I grew up, because it's a very uh, outbackish place. Like, uh, so I had had a joke that the local currency in my in my hometown was wheat or something. You could put, put that's the only money we have, and something I I don't remember it, but it was just like painting the picture of right. how kind of hillbilly this place was. <laughs> Love it, and. Um, and I started doing stand-up, and um, uh, and and the ball just started uh, like rolling. The, the local radio station asked if I want to do like be a like this crazy outgoing reporter. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. I had my first like real job. I think I I the for one year I I was working every day, but the contract was for like two hundred fifty thousand for one year huh. and i was like i'm rich <laughs> I, I made it uh, this is it bye yeah, mom yeah bye I, i'm retiring cutting up all my friends yeah, yeah. changing my name <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not answering texts yeah I, i'm made right now <laughs> no so, so i just i kind of just got uh, i fell into this rabbit hole of uh like entertainment because mm. when i started doing the stand-up and all this I was hanging around a lot of comedians, um, and I was I was young. I remember when I was, I was like eighteen, <clears throat> we had this like eighteen party. <laughs> I can I can now get into the stand up club without the the fucking X without on my hand. <laughs> I lost the X. Yeah, baby. Uh, so That's man. yeah, so I I kind of um, I uh, surrounded myself with people who who loved doing like, who loved being on stage. Right. And that, that was very inspiring. Kind of. I felt like I found my tribe, kind of. Is this circle still the same circle? Like, if I if if we meet now, like the people I right. I came up with, right. it's it's like we never left. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm still wow. like, despite my success, I'm still like the young asshole from uh, from Bergen, and like the the um, uh, the personality is kind of fossilized yeah. back then. So, and that's pretty good. That's that's how you you are with good friends as well. Yeah. 
That's like, what you want. It's right? what you want. Yeah, because they they don't give a shit. Like if I can I can come off stage, uh, like have 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 I've had a show for a thousand people. They've been on like the club stage doing a late night stuff. They don't give a shit, and I don't give a shit. Like we just we we just meet up and just have a good time, yeah. and, and that's um, that's very uh, liberating. Because like in this line of work, if you're with with family uh, or like friends that you don't see a lot mm -hmm. th it's you always have to kind of talk about it like yeah mm -hmm. so this how how is it yeah. like uh, isn't it crazy to do this yeah. and you, you kind of get tired of just talking about yourself in like yeah. what in the third person kind of yeah always re-establishing your origin story yeah <laughs> instead of just kind of hey let's 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 please just talk yeah. about like a spider-man reboot constantly <laughs> yeah 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 so uh yeah, yeah. so I, i just fell down the rabbit hole and uh i never got out so when like my injuries had healed and all my world had suddenly changed because mm. i had fi found yeah as i said my tribe like i was like uh, this is the this is the community i've been looking for i think longer than i i thought because mm -hmm. uh I, i always felt like kind of the odd one out right yeah no i i see that and sometimes i do think because we've had a lot of um you mentioned before high school dropout yeah yeah and we've had a lot of successful high school dropouts in fact we've had a lot of um highly successful some of them forbes billionaires yeah wow that you know said you know high school is not quite for me mm. but what is your perspective on that i think that because i i would i would never tell anyone to not go to school because right. then things would uh would, would uh right yeah because i'll have a lot i have a lot of young people like like sending me dms and stuff like i i heard you're uh, you have no education and i want to quit school and do something and i always say like please don't because mm -hmm. I think what I had and what s some other people have is that early um, that early drive, like that something has clicked into place, and you're like, I have to do this uh, no matter what. I I want to uh, I want to pursue this uh, this life on stage. So so it's like, like you found your meaning early. Yeah yeah, okay. and, and and it clicked into place. Uh, uh, And the thought of doing anything else was just right. Uh, I, I was frightened of the of the um, of the like the notion of doing anything else right. than than this. So that drive was just like, okay, if I quit school, I will do everything in my power. I will wake up at at uh, 8 a.m. I'll start like uh, call up people. Like, can, can I come? Uh, can I can I join your dance lesson? Can I uh, can we meet up and write some jokes? Can we? So I just tried tried to grind every day to like make up for that time because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew in the back of my head like I, I don't want to quit school and just fuck around. No, no. no, I need to do what I think they would do in like a um, what you call it because I applied for what's called music dance drama. Oh, so like um, like arts, art, uh, dance, yeah, and performing drama? arts, right, right. Yeah, and I didn't come in. So when I then started my uh, like the other, uh, which was like just like kind of, I don't know what's it called in English, but you you get a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, the the line in school, like yeah, the line in school. What yeah, realfag, yeah, right. almanfag. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like um, sciences and um, common common. Yeah, you, you get a little line. bit of everything. Yeah. It's like, hey, 
try this stuff right. and after three years you you know a little bit of everything right. uh, so i started off but after half a year i was just, half a year yeah half a year i was just like what am i doing here because i'm going another like i so i uh, like first my 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 plan was to okay i'm gonna quit and i'm reapply next year okay yeah so i i don't want to do like two and a half more years of this when i know i want to do this other thing so i'll i'll reapply next year uh but after i quit uh quit school uh, that was when the the ball started to to roll because they say you have to be in the right place at the right time and i i i uh i i I, how can i say it i always wanted to be at the right place Mm. yeah so i that's that's a huge responsibility to put on your shoulders it is how do you nail the right place at the right time not you uh, uh, yeah like the right time you cannot control that but right place you kind of you kind of can uh, mm. influence that i see uh, th- that's my uh, that's my feeling because if you're on stage like every night grinding it out and you're um, hanging out with other people who's in your same line of business you're collaborating suddenly that right time will come yeah. either uh, somebody sees you on stage or another comedian that's you're warming up for is like hey this guy or something else but yeah. if you're sitting at home just waiting for the phone to call nothing will ever happen because you you may be the biggest talent that the world has ever seen mm. but if you're not out there nothing will happen, nothing will happen. it reminds me of uh, in well stock and investment advice they say um time in the market always beats timing the market yeah 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 and that kind yep. of r- correlates to this you know yeah you never know market. when to buy no, or when to sell but right. if you just stay in it just stay in it yeah that's that's incredible yeah and i think that but it it it, it um you need a lot of cor- courage right because uh, you have to always kind of fight that feeling of ah now i'm a little bit too much hey remember me can i can i join you again hey hey it's me again can <laughs> can i show you my jokes but <laughs> but you kind of have to do that because yeah. at one time they were like okay sh- fuck it let's right. let's see it right all right this we can do something with this right. we can start off with a little trial thing and see what but but then the ball's rolling mm-hmm. and you you have your opportunity but uh, it's too many like i see a lot of people like uh young people that's that try to aspire to be actors mm-hmm. or like uh Uh, they they think that them being really good is is enough. is enough and they don't they their ego is so big that uh, they really think that if if people don't see this it's their loss hmm. and like they go to school every day they like they hone their craft they're really good mm-hmm, but like going to an audition from a for a play that it's not uh like right for them or Why did, why, why did your accent turn British? Right, right for, for them. <laughs> This is not Shakespeare. <laughs> Go But, to a play that's right uh, for them. Yeah, yeah. So, so they never get the chance no. because their expectations are yeah. too high, uh, too early. Yeah. And and another friend of mine as well who who wanted to be like uh, like a TV comedian as well, like never wanted to do any of the shit, shitty jobs because he thought that he's so good that mm. if the best shows don't call he don't want to do it mm. and i think you have to be prepared to like i, I say i say eat some shit 
Yeah. Uh, that's what I, what I uh, always say because yeah. like if you're starting off in a company or, for, or if you want to uh, do your own thing or you want to be a, an actor you want to be a, anything you have to be prepared to eat some shit because yeah. for a long time yeah and the the thing that's driving you is that you know that I'm really good but that nobody else no. knows that yet look at look at Kevin Hart yeah look at how much he tried in this uh comedy and acting yeah. environment for so many years like now he's one of the biggest if not the biggest comedian on stage right yeah but people have forgotten how many movies he was actually in before he got big and now watching back in retrospect the guy was on soul plane yeah 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 like what the guy Amazing. was on 40 year old virgin like what he's in everything yeah and before that like be tr- being a being a little guy yeah. uh none of that um uh he had none of the power he was no. just like you see no. early clips just trying shit out on stage being a little uh, unsure exactly and, and that's the thing as well in showbiz that uh, and like in other uh, in any other biz people don't see that no people don't see the work you've put in they they think that overnight you just popped up and say hey i'm an awesome guy and everybody believed it yeah. they don't see the the path and the foundation they don't see it and uh, so you have to have that drive and you have to know that you're really good because that's what pushes mm-hmm, you forward mm-hmm. but you ha- you have to always expect that people don't know that yet i like that so, yeah so you have always have to like i'll do this shitty thing and they will see like oh my god this this guy is pretty good yeah. we should put him in this this less shitty thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the good thing but the less shitty thing and maybe the the moderately <laughs> shitty thing and then the good thing so you, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you you grow on that as well because uh, you hone it, your craft better. You hone your craft, and you you do the steps that I, I think puts a a, a nice um, suppressor on your ego. Because if you have to kind of you know, do the hard stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and and when you when you reach your goal, you feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. You feel like I really deserve this, yeah. and I appreciate it because I it's a lot of shit uh, that I had to do to come yeah. here. But people, I see see it a lot. Young people who, like, big on TikTok, like they just made a TikTok account, and in three months they're on talk shows, and boom, they're uh, they're stars. They lose, uh, they're floating uh, like yeah. onwards to the moon yeah. right away, because yeah. at one uh, like uh, in the one second they were were like, hi, what's this TikTok thing, and then in the next in the next hour they're on Ellen DeGeneres. Right. So they don't have that perspective of like. I did a lot of things to do this and I have a foundation so if I have to do something I have that that this I cannot do because mm-hmm. I'm not good enough mm-hmm. but this I'm really good at mm-hmm. you, you you're just floating around and you and people around you are saying you you're awesome you're you uh, So what are the damaging cons of success too fast Yeah I think that is uh you you believe the bullshit because uh showbiz is mostly bullshit It's an Most, illusion. It's yeah. a business. It, it is not the real world. Uh, so, so you start believing it. You start believing it, and uh, if, uh, like, the most of if you are a host of a big TV show, people will say that you're amazing. You're really good. Uh, don't don't listen to the other people. You're doing great because like, the TV companies and like the people you work with, they they want you to be yeah. like happy, and yeah. Yeah. so you start believing the the shit. So you th- you you. You lose a sense of um, self-insight, uh-huh. I would say, uh-huh. 
And uh, and long term, obviously, that's not sustainable. It is not sustainable. You will not grow. You will not grow, and you will become depressed because when that time comes, when people say like, "Okay, we've seen this now. What else is is it?" Whoops. Yeah, I'm like, oh, for the last five years, I just thought that I could just be this awesome guy. So I haven't done like nope. that much to. Mm. So basically, it's like by going through years of torture and eating excrement. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. De- no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you develop certain skills and certain, let's say, talents that prevents you from being a one-hit wonder yeah. later on, and thus longevity is guaranteed. I think so. I agree with that. I can see that, and I can absolutely agree with that. Yeah, it's like if you're playing basketball and you have an amazing three-point shot. Like I can put that every time, and people throw you in in the NBA. Right. And you're like, oh shit! I don't know how to dribble. I don't know how to pass. I don't like uh, guard help. Yeah. I yeah. See like the, the fundamentals hmm. are not there, but I have an amazing three-point shot. But then, then we cannot use you for anything right. else. And that this the second another guy comes in. Who has a slightly better three-point you're shot? Out. You're out, because uh, you're not. You don't have like the the the, the game sense. You don't have mm-hmm. the. You're not a veteran. Uh, like you don't have anything yeah. that kind of complements your place there. It, it reminds me of these people who win the lottery. Yeah, like they literally go from broke to a hundred million pounds overnight, yeah. and then we and hear, depressed. yeah, yeah. Two years later, they're depressed and broke. Yeah, and then you go, "What happened? They didn't hone the skills of building that wealth, so they did not have the skills to retain that wealth." No, no, you don't have that sense of what is this value and how can I uh, distribute it and what's like how much do I actually need? Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, uh, that's a really good. Honestly, I'm glad you brought this to light because we live in a world of instant gratification yeah. now. Everybody, well. Not everybody, but majority of the people, if they got two choices, instant gratification or hard, long journey of it, they'll pick that. Yeah. And hopefully, after what you've said, they might think twice because this will not be sustainable if you pick it without going through. No, you you might have like one uh, amazing short journey, but I think that that internal feeling of knowing that I, I really know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I have something to... Uh, to give mm-hmm. in this environment and I will continue to grow and uh, like learn things so when the next guy comes along right. that that's also a good three-point shooter right. I'm now a good three-point shooter and I'm a good dribbler so I will stay ahead of that guy yeah. and when that guy learns to dribble I I have an amazing game sense I can yeah. see the place that nobody else sees wow. and uh, if you forget that if you if you buy into that bullshit of that that you're God's gift to to anything, yeah, yeah, but some some people think that like th- this this business is lucky to have me. Wow. Like either it's showbiz or uh, in an entrepreneurship, everything who ca- who gets a stroke of genius, kind of just think, okay, I don't need to do anything else because I'm I'm a genius now. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a lot of people who think that. I don't that. need to do it, dude. It's scary. It is scary. I get terrified thinking anything close to those words. Mm. Because you're guaranteeing yourself to fail. You are. Uh, like, if you're not guaranteeing yourself to fail, you're uh, guaranteeing your fa- uh, You're gu- guaranteeing yourself to feel bad. Yeah. Because, like, I have to use showbiz because that's the, the, of course, the, the, of course. the thing that I'm most um, accustomed to, that people that come into the scene 
and they they take off and suddenly they realize that like I don't really know what I'm doing because I had this funny thing on YouTube or anything, and now they want me to do all the shows and they slowly realize that okay but I don't really know how to do this mm. you go into it like uh, you you feel bad because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be here I think but I need to let them think that I know what so I'm like doing imposter syndrome sips in yeah and and the real imposter syndrome because you really you, I'm an you, you don't yeah you're really <laughs> an imposter and uh, I I see people all the time who feels like that and it hurts me because that must be horrible yeah. like being a place because the imposter syndrome that it gets us all it gets true. me as well like, very true yeah like I've, I've been doing this thing for like I've, I've been standing on stage for 15 years they will soon see that this is all just bullshit <laughs> but smoking mirrors yeah I got we see you. yeah I've called you out sir but uh, but if you get the like not just the imposter yeah. syndrome but if you really feel like uh, they're asking me to do this uh, they want mm. me to host this big show mm-hmm. now but mm-hmm. I've never written a script I've never ah right. oh, shit I just have to smile and wave and hope they don't that's not a good way to because you have the most amazing job but you feel shit about it I see and um, yeah because you do have a lot on your belt when it comes to as, as we said hosting in the beginning from radio shows now it's Sen Kveld, which is the largest, you know, on Norwegian TV. Yeah, and I left that. You left when? Uh, uh, the right before the summer. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So talk me through that. It was uh, a really hard, um, really hard decision to make. Uh, probably the the hardest I've done in my like professional career. But uh, when I started out doing like I was doing stage stuff. I stumbled into TV. I was like, okay, I can be here for a while. But when I when it started going uh, like when it was started going well into television, I was like, okay, I, same as with my training. I need this big goal. So I said, one one day I will host Sankval. Like that they, it's been hosting hosted for the uh, by the same host for like 17 years. Yeah. When they say goodbye, I will I I want to be in a position to lead that show. And suddenly I came into that position and I took over the show and I was just like, oh my God, this is not what I want to do. Interesting. Uh, yeah. What so, aspect? <sighs> what aspect made you think that? I think because the, the format is very strict. Like it's been the same for like 15, 17 years and uh, uh, the TV company would like it to stay that way. Like, do do not make too much waves. That kind of scares away because when when change happens, people are scared. People are scared, and they're scared of like, will the commercial actors back away, and what what will happen here? So, you instead of being in in an attacker position, we're like, I'm gonna show them. You suddenly find yourself in a defender position. We're like, please don't. Uh, uh, I, like I don't want to ruin this, right? And that is, uh, for me, uh, my pers- personality kind of it works very bad uh, being in a defender position, because I always want to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. I always want to uh, be that guy in the office. Like, can we can we just turn this shit upside down? Right. Do something else? Can we? How can we do this to to make it uh, grow and evolve? And uh, hyper creative minds look for breaking molds. Yeah, and and like the being a creative person is it's a curse and a gift. Right. Like mostly a curse sometimes because you don't fit in. No, because people want your creativity. Yeah. That's good, but they 
I don't think they uh, they realize that they don't want you because you're a, a constant. Um, yeah, you're a, a wild card. You're a fucking itch. <laughs> yeah, because whenever things are what going a great, compliment. <laughs> yeah, because when, whenever things are going good. You're the one who says, oh, I know it's going good, but can we mm. can we do something? I know this. What we've done five of these is going good, but now maybe th- people have seen enough. Can we do something else? Now mm. we have to push the boundaries. And when people think they know where uh, where we're at, right. we need to kind of know we're at this other place now. And um, so you're a constant itch. Uh, wow. I think so. Uh, and... It's cre- true. TV shows like stability because stability is longevity. Yeah, yeah. Makes and, sense. And creative persons like entrepreneurs and stuff, they want to have the vision. They want to build the firm, but they don't want to be the CEO. They don't want to be like... They all go to innovation within that company. Yeah, they, they want to build it up, uh, be the visionary yeah. and uh, get a good CEO yeah. to run the company and yeah. then make something else because yeah. that's uh, the creative force. They yeah. want to... What can we make? Uh, like the... the, the um, the whole joy comes from making something that isn't exactly yeah taking a void and like let's put something in here right. N- not having like this cup and see okay can we paint this cup red and can we put some tassels on it that's probably the most crazy thing we can do with a cup <laughs> but like the creative person want to say okay take away the cup can we make something like completely mm-hmm. different that, that scares w- away investors and tv producers yeah. yeah but the cup works yeah but screw the cup <laughs> I let's make uh, let's change the way people drink coffee. Yeah. There's a new thing now. It's a shoe. <laughs> That's also a coffee cup, yeah. so you can take off your shoe and drink coffee with it. The, uh, the, it's it's scary for them. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah, and it's uh, you always uh, when you're a creative person, you always have you you're always in the position that you have to make people see it, hmm. and constantly like. This is my vision. I need to uh, find all the tools available to me to make you see it as well. So it's a uh, it's an interesting place to be. But for me, I I love that. I love that that grind and that uns- uncertainty and that the the feeling of tomorrow might be a, a uh, an amazing day where something happens or or something goes to shit. Right. But uh, the feeling of okay, I'm just gonna uh, keep the lights on. Uh, um, I don't want to want to make anyone upset or rock the boat. I just want to want every day to be like safe and good. I I, I cannot live that way, right. and and that is just my personality because I I, I I sometimes wish I I I had that. Like yeah, if the if the day is going smooth, ten points. But for me, it's like I I need to. You need the challenge. Yeah, to break the yeah. routine. I need to if I look at something and I don't like if people pitch me a a, a TV show and it, there's one thing within it that I don't like and I say like uh, this is amazing but I th- I think we need to take this thing out and they're like no but this is the format and I'm like, if but this thing doesn't work so why don't we put something else and they're like, ah we can't do that I'm like okay then I don't want to do it yeah then you're out yeah and and it's some times kind of baffles me uh how many people look at a thing and people say that's that's just the way it is oh, and people and, and people and people kind of uh accept that okay all right so so then let's just run with it i i have a more rebellious uh but it's side. people like you that move the needle let's be honest that's just the way it is 
Horrible. has never gotten us anywhere. No. Except no. from where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all the people who crossed the Pacific, all the people who migrated, found new lands. Uh, it's impossible. You cannot do that. It has always been so. <laughs> yeah. 50 other guys have tried. Why should you succeed? And yeah, and and that's uh, that's also exactly. yeah. This is why we need this type of people. We need innovators, people who push the needle, people who say that's the way it has always been. That is why it has to change. Yeah, and Not and if twenty twenty guys before me have has tried the same and failed, then I should be number twenty one then, because yeah. I I don't think they had the same thing as me. Exactly. And uh, you so you have to have this strange uh, conviction. Like if people say hundreds of people have tried to swim this lake, why should you do it? And you have to have the crazy kind of uh, almost like yep. a mental illness yep. of a conviction that says like, okay, I see those hundred people, but I don't think they right. they have my mind and my like my my tools exactly. Yeah, and honestly, it reminds me of two quotes. The first is, "What's the difference between a madman and a genius? <laughs> the genius succeeds." Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. But then the second quote is. Well, it's not really a quote. It's more like an event that proves no matter how many madmen fail, you might be the genius to succeed. And that is, you remember, okay, I have forgotten the year, but you know the w- three-minute mile? What is that? Oh, no, the one-minute mile, I think. Now I've forgotten how long it takes to run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> that shows you I'm a sprinter at heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I stick with my 100 meters, 100 meter boom. Meter yeah. <laughs> or was it a four-minute mile? Anyways, because a one-minute mile, I think that's uh, too much. No, like it's too fast. A right? one mile is one point six kilometers. Okay, thank you. All right, yeah. So, what what date was the four-minute mile broken? What date? What year? Nineteen fifty-four. Nineteen fifty-four. If yeah. you look at the statistics, okay, perfect. If you look at the statistics, the four-minute mile was considered before nineteen fifty-four as an impossibility of the human physique to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. The year it was broken, I think within the next five years, the amount of people who broke it skyrocketed. It was like a mental collective barrier yes. that broke. Yes. Fast forward to today, high schoolers are breaking their four-minute mile. Yeah, it's crazy. What happened? It, it, it is, um, I don't know what it's called. It's, I, I guess it's, it's just like a, an enormous collective anchoring. Yes. Because anchoring is, uh, is an amazing concept. If you say... If you have a, a business and you say our budget is ten million, it would be crazy if we made ten million. You would probably earn about ten million. If you said fifteen million, yeah, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. If you say twenty, maybe seventeen, because you have to. Uh, if you anchor it yeah. in people, yeah. and if you say if you say to people four mile, uh, a, a four mile, uh, one mile in uh, in four minutes, right. that is practically practically impossible so if you if you're almost breaking it you feel like oh i'm at the threshold now but if you say like 30 seconds you if you then come into a close to a minute you're like okay but i can't go faster because somebody has made it in 45 seconds so it's definitely possible i just need to work out more and find what is it that's missing it's almost like have you heard about the law of averages like if you we're, we're bound and destined to hit the average, so don't shoot for the average. Raise the roof. Yeah, we had yeah. an amazing guest um, here, 
uh, he runs Portal One with his brother. Yeah, it's yeah. like a gaming show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Stigulov spoke about this law of averages and how by instead of aiming for 70% sales this quarter or a five-minute mile because the four-minute mile is impossible. Yeah. Aim for a three-minute mile, you will hit a four-minute. You know, yeah. you raise the roof yeah. so your average is more than what's required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that the collective broke the mold all together just re reinforces this statement that you cannot say it has always been so, no. thus it will always be so. No. Up until one person breaks it, then everyone, including high school kids, are going to do it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's a very nauseating uh, statement. It is, and, and, it, and it works in grand scale, yeah. and, but people have to remember it also works in like, uh, the smallest scale. The individual. Like, yeah, like I, don't, I really don't want to take credit for this, but when I, when I took over the Norwegian Idol show, like it has, it had always been done by two hosts, mm-hmm. uh, and when I uh, when I was put in the mix, they auditioned me with a lot of uh, hosts, and we didn't ca- kind of find the chemistry. There's and no I chemistry. and I said like, uh, why don't I just do it myself? And people were like, no, we need a we need a co-host. And uh, I kind of just insisted, like, I, but I think I'll do a better job myself because I don't the have. Itch. You're the itch. Now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think, like, because uh, I don't have that uh, that other that who finishes my right. sentences is right. like there. There's those guys, and they some they agreed with it. And since there's only been one host in Norwegian Idol. Wow. And the same thing, like I said, I don't want to use cue cards. I want to try to remember mm-hmm. the whole thing. And they were like, no, we want you to do the cue cards. But I'm, I'm more free without the right. cue cards. And I s- stopped doing the cue cards. And afterwards, like I saw some other hosts like, oh, right, dropping their cue cards. But, I mean, it's clear who started it. Uh, yeah, take credit. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to take it? I'm giving credit yeah. right now. We're here with the guy who started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, that, that's what, like, talking about the small scale stuff. That yeah. You don't think about it, but there's a small, like, okay, there's there's this guy doing his business just like, a little bit different. Yeah. I want to try this. Oh wow! It that makes a, a big difference here. Uh, I, I will bring this example because I'll bring this example because I mean we spoke about occlusion training. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you obviously know the company and all. Um, I'll bring this example because in our research and development years with Votware, you yeah. know, the clothing brand, uh, we got a lot of this question: Why you guys? Yeah, we got a lot of this question: How come you guys? Mm. The whole world has not innovated this. How come you? A, at the time, 22-year-old medical student has the world's first innovation yeah. in muscle growth technology. Yeah, Every single investor we pitched gave us that answer. And then I said, why not? Yeah, and yeah. then they couldn't answer that question. Why not us? Yeah. Why not a 22-year-old guy from Norway, medical student? It's almost perfect. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we will see, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fast forward to today, I mean, forget about the fact that we're the leading and um, the world's fastest growing occlusion training wear company, but we have inspired multiple to take on the mantle within this technology. Of course. Three companies in Britain, one in the US. Now, it's not it's not a question of if now. It's a question of like the movement is too massive. Yeah. But again, like the one minute, four minute mile, someone had to break it first. Yep. And, and, that, and that guy was a complete madman uh, for yeah. like five years. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna break that uh, break that record. Why do you even bother? It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. That guy who did it was a, like a freak of nature. He had yeah. amazing, perfect running physique. Yeah. Like forget it. No, I'm, I I think uh, I think I'll g- give it a shot. Yeah. And I remember back then in the fifties, they thought uh, sitting in a train of like three hundred kilometers an hour. Well, it wasn't the fifties, but it was a time before bullet trains. They genuinely thought that those speeds will kill a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> you're in a train, in a cabin. It doesn't <laughs> no, work but that their way. skin will be ripped <laughs> off by the velocity. <laughs> so it's like science and human capability is always increasing and growing. Yeah. So never put nevers. No, I, I, and I think that you should always kind of trick yourself yeah. uh, by saying that as often as, as you can. If people say like this, this is very hard, or this is almost impo- we've tried this before, didn't work. Like always question that like thoroughly. Exactly. Thoroughly. If it's a, a, we we don't do that in in our company because we've tried it before, then instead of just saying all right, yeah, I understand. Try to be that itch. Yeah. Like, okay, why didn't it work? All right, but okay, I see the fallacy here. Right. But you didn't include this thing. Could we try again, but just with a little tweak? All right, uh, okay, it worked. Can we I tweak like it that. a bit? I and like that. suddenly that thing that had never worked, nobody had, uh, like the, this, mm-hmm. people left when we started doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Suddenly that's the greatest thing ever because you just cracked that little that little thing that that didn't work. So yeah, it's question. Right. Be the itch. So how do you inspire people to be the itch? Because it's like, oh, I don't want to bother. Oh, I don't want to be the outlier. Yeah. So the 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 hardest thing about inspiring people to be the itch is that, uh, yeah, yeah, it comes with with uh, a responsibility. Yeah. Because if you want to be the itch, you have to kind of stand. You, you have to go the mile. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't say. I don't like this. We should change this and just back off because you you have to be that constant. Okay, I see that we've deviated a bit of uh, for the plan. Why didn't we stick with it? Well, let's 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 get it back on track again. And you you have to kind of uh, convince people all the time, and it's it's hard work. It's it's tiring, but if it works, like it it all pays off. Mm. Like every time, Uh, Mm. you for yourself, like Mm -hmm. you in your in your bed, you're thinking like, oh man. I'm so glad I did that, and now people see it, and it's it's a great sense of fulfillment. But you know, you, you have to do a lot of, uh, yeah, you have to kind of be comfortable yeah. being that. Oh shit, there it's this guy again. That, but uh, yeah. but people need you. That that's what I said. Like people need the like you your colleagues, like people who don't want to speak up. Mm-hmm. If you do, maybe they don't speak up, but inside themselves they're like, ah, fuck, go, man. Good. Yeah, yeah go. So I, I think that uh, it's not as unpopular as you you think. And if your boss thinks you're an asshole, that that's not the biggest deal. No. Like because you're you having you're having yourself and you're having your colleagues that you work with every day. If they if they kind of pep you on, like yeah, like I I support that. But I'm not gonna speak up in the boardroom. But right, but, I, but support I support you. It. That that's the most important thing I I think. I think you have a really good relationship to failure i think to be a successful stand-up comedian failure needs to be either erased from your vocabulary or the perspective has to be changed completely i mean the fact that you are an itch to begin with you're putting your neck on the chopping block and saying by the way this thing that failed let's push it you know yeah yeah, yeah. and the fact that 
most people, when they find something steady and secure, like hosting Senkvel, mm. I don't know if your kids were born at the time. Yes, they were. Like my, my daughter got uh, born uh, like the first week I was doing right. the, the show. Yeah, yeah. Most people would be like, okay, I've got now mouths to feed. This is solid and predictable. I'm staying. Here you are going. All right, let's roll the dice again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what gave you this positive relationship on failure? Like, this is not something I believe. Um, this is not something that you're born with. No, I don't think that. I don't think you you are born with it. And uh, I think it is um, exposure to failure that is very uh, that is really important because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you try to avoid failure at all costs, you you don't get to know failure. You you kind of need to know that. I, I call it a guy, like that guy, <laughs> that douche. Yeah, that douche. Because <laughs> uh, the more time you meet him, you yeah. kind of like, oh, all right, I know how you work now, yeah. and I, I know why you. I know how you tick and uh of course you get a bit desensitized that's uh, very important it desensitized is to failure. yeah desensitized yeah. so so uh failures don't feel that bad yeah. uh, after a while and you uh like that's the great thing uh of me starting out being a stand-up comedian because that is if you're doing five shows a week nobody knows who you are you're doing a show in a like a, a village someplace where where people are wearing cowboy hat uh, cowboy hats and like you, you when you go into the room, you know, like they hate yeah. my, they hate my face. I yeah. can see it right away. <laughs> and you have to kind of convince them to like you and then laugh at you. Uh, and a lot of times it doesn't work. Yeah, you feel you feel your soul being ripped out. Holy yeah, you're doing some shows and suddenly a guy walks up on stage, steals the microphone, starts singing country oh. roads. You, you've kind of. You've seen so uh, you've seen failure from a lot of different perspectives. Like do if you if you've done like five hundred like stand up shows. So when I uh, when I entered television, like my first gig was like a live live gig, mm-hmm. and that was amazing to me because if if things didn't go as planned, I had like five hundred examples of like yeah people coming up on stage, like uh, people puking in the uh, right material. Uh, yeah, stuff happening uh, and. As you get kind of good at it, that doesn't phase you. You're like, oh, th- there's two guys fighting. Let's talk about them. Let's make a joke about right. there's pe- two people fighting back, and like the the crowd laughs, and you you kind of take everything in and you convert it into to energy. Exactly. So when I was doing live TV, that was I I, I suddenly realized how good that training had been, because if uh, like you have an earpiece when you're doing live shows, and okay. they're like, ah. Something happened. Like the next artist is two minute delayed. You, you just have to talk. Most people would be like, "Holy shit! I don't have a script. I just have to talk into the camera and to the judges for two minutes." But for me, that was like, "All right, yeah, that, that's that's it's okay. Easy. Yeah, that's okay." And uh, I I felt kind of at home in the whole space because I was on stage and I was talking and joking and uh, and that's that brings me back to the to the point we were talking about earlier. If you don't have that foundation. That that is terrifying. Yeah. That's a horrible day at work. Yeah. But uh, that's actually what you avoid if you don't have the foundation. Oh wow! Yeah, you you really don't you you don't want to be there. You want to sink into the ground. But yeah, that constant exposure to failure uh, makes you kind of immortal because you like if anything happens now, it goes to shit. And and it's if it really goes bad, it's not that bad. Yeah. I will feel yeah. like oh wow, that was a little bit embarrassing, but it, it wears off. So, so I, you have to seek not failure, but no. like seek 
like keep trying to put yourself in posi- uh, like in um, in situations where it could be great, but it could, it could also fail. You have to have that duality. You, because you, that is where purpose is found. Yeah. Purpose is found in the center of maximum responsibility and accountability. Mm. And isn't that literally the other side of failure? Yeah, yeah, it is. Responsibility and accountability. It is. The coin, failure is on the other side. It is, it is. And that is, um, I, I, I'm in love with that. Yeah. I, I don't think I can eliminate that from my life. No. If I do something, it has to have that flip side of the coin. Yeah. I I will put all my effort into this, yeah. and it could be the greatest thing ever, but it could also be total failure. Is this why you have? I mean, it makes sense now why you have this two hundred party of the squat and yeah. the deadlift. It is literally a goal that you m- might fail. Yeah, you have had an injury, but it's also on the flip side accountability purpose a challenge and growth yeah yeah and if i uh if i make it right there's no one else than myself that's right, like right. holy shit i did it when you make it by the way when, when i make it when, yeah we, yes we, we manifest yeah, rewards yeah, here come man. on come on when <laughs> when i'll try it tomorrow well <laughs> easy now <laughs> i know there's he a doctor died. here but we didn't yeah yeah, yeah. we couldn't publish the episode because he died that was the last time uh, we, yeah yeah, we yeah. Saw him. he tried doing 300 squats after Jesus doing Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah this is the last interview. interview. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good title. The yeah, last, interview. the last interview. Yeah, no, but, but I, I admire that because we need more of it on Earth. We need more of, um, you know what? I'm gonna go towards this direction. Yeah, all odds are against me, but the slimmer of growth that I may get is worth it. We yeah. need more of this than I get anxiety with you know the pressure on me right now so i'm not going to do this i'm going mm. to stick in my comfort zone mm. yeah and and i and I, I really don't think that everyone should do it because somebody uh, like most people think that like they don't have that mm-hmm. um Capacity yeah that, that that but most people are like okay as you said things are going great right, right now i just want them to stay right, right, this way right. that that gives me like that gives me happiness right. if people around me are happy i'm having a good job good relationship with my colleagues like i don't say that if you have that you have to kind of try to fuck it all up right like i do but uh the point is if if you have that like the fire burning inside of yourself and you know every time you wake up like i should be doing something else or oh, i have this thing that i really want to do yeah. do with like uh, at my workplace I, I have this idea but a calling a longing yeah a long that that you uh like every time you come home from work you're mm-hmm. like oh, sh- oh i really want things to change if you have that that's when i uh, i tell you to mm. you have to become the it- the itch again i like that yeah because uh because that that thing will never settle it will kind of i think it would turn into bitterness because you're like ah oh, i had the opportunity for so long to to do this right. and but I never took it because it's a uh, it's a hassle and you you envision all the loops you have to run through to get to this point and you're like oh, I don't bitterness is, is bad man it is horrible it's uh, the worst thing and I, I I don't think I I've seen how bitterness gets passed down in generations where you have someone who is bitter because they didn't, let's say, fulfill their dream in uh, wrestling, whatever. Yeah. 
and then they push it on their kids so hard the kid never wanted it or maybe they did want it but either way it's irrelevant because that bitterness is passed through uh, yeah, I know. and passed down uh, it's it's toxic it's really toxic i i do believe that you have and like you're saying if you have that itch don't get bitter it's better to go to for it and fail because with failure there's no bitterness it's it more like understanding oh yeah it's it's no bitterness no. and that's the that's the great thing about trying and failing yeah. it it hurts definitely it, it hurts but it it gives you some data yeah you have tried it failed you can look at it you can see like what made it fail yeah. uh did i was it me was it this thing yeah. you have a data set to to kind of analyze and uh you know when you try it again you're better equipped yeah but because sometimes trying and failing shows that you were way off like <laughs> yeah like way off like i still want to do that right. this thing but the way i did it wow i will not do this thing again exactly. but i still think there's a way to do it yeah. but i will like every like all of this get it away try uh try a whole new thing but yeah because bitterness is it the, the worst thing about it is that it closes off the future hmm. that's what i uh experience with bitterness people who are bitter they uh they live in the past hmm. they're like oh i should have done this right. like if i uh if i had only done this thing i th- then i would have money for right. this thing they the bitterness keeps them anchored in the past but people who are not bittered the bitter bittered there's my amazing uh, english again bittered 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 sounds like a very nice spread uh, on the bed oh. could you pass me the bitter bittered. the bittered <laughs> bittered but uh, no but if you uh, if you fail that that kind of all right uh, water under the bridge oh, like exactly. you're do- you, that's processed exactly. you're done with that and you can now think about what's the next thing i'm going to try but the the bitterness kind of uh, stops you from going forward because you're yeah. always like ah oh, if i only had done that then i wouldn't be here and uh, i'm at this job now because i didn't take that uh, that chance mm-hmm. a while back and th- that's the worst thing i it see is. like it really uh, it makes me so sad because I, i i would want this person <clears throat> to kind of like okay but that that happened yeah that happened you cannot change it yeah. You have to forget it. We we need to look forward, but it, it's really hard because that because bitterness sets in big time. It yeah, it, it kind of takes over your body. And what's funny is, so a lot of the time I do work because I work um, as a they call it Fassleger, uh, which is yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. family practitioner, mm. family doctor. But sometimes I also get missions as an emergency doctor, like Legavox, yeah. or in Sikia, uh, which is for retirement. You know, old yeah. people's homes. You know chronic illnesses comorbidities and in those jobs i learn a lot about regret mm. i learn a lot about bitterness and i learn a lot about the what ifs because a lot of them are talkative a lot of them are lonely and a lot of them are like what is your kind doing in my room <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like uh, I give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean doctors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Kind of. <laughs> we go with that. <laughs> I didn't pay this uh, much yeah. to have your kind in my room. I'm like, don't going to steal my medicine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, Dorothy, um yeah. I you need me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm here to help Take you. Take everything. <laughs> Once I had one of them <laughs> just this one was 
so funny i had to bite my lip like don't laugh uh, don't encourage yeah, me. yeah yeah like like with a kid like right. don't yeah don't <laughs> laugh at the farting <laughs> sounds exactly this one was funny because it wasn't like you know I, i expect everything but i didn't expect this because yeah. i had never gotten it before and they were like where are you from and i go what do you mean like oslo and then she, she goes like she just shakes her head yeah, you know no, no, looks no, down no. and like yeah. don't play this yeah, game yeah. <laughs> you know i've what? lived a long life <laughs> sir Uh, my eyes work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't no, don't play. What where are you? She goes, what country were your parents born? I'm like, okay, she she has played this game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go, um, well, genetically, you know, my dad is Russian, my mom is West African. Her next answer or question or remark was what made me go, that's amazing. She goes, I'm sorry. Wow. Wow, that that <laughs> I'm wow. like so exactly. Uh, I'm like so many roads to travel yeah. down right now. Yeah, should <laughs> I should we go let's just leave it at that. So I go okay, okay. This is exciting. <sighs> I want to keep playing this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go um she goes I'm sorry. I go what for? Yeah. Like what she goes It's a horrible thing, isn't it? You know, like what? Being both. <laughs> Like what? But what? <laughs> and I'm trying not to laugh because yeah. I've never gotten this. No, I've gotten all sorts of get out of my room. Yeah, I've gotten yeah, yeah, the, you yeah. know the N word. These are like I get these. I'm used to. Yeah, the daily, the daily snacks. But freaking, I'm sorry. Yeah, pity, apologizing. Yeah, because it's it's just so like okay. Let's <laughs> let's try. Sorry for what? Do, being both like Russian and Western. Which one do you? Ha- <laughs> Do, do you so hate my, both of them? That's my point. Yeah. Are, are you like this is the worst from like from both worlds? Yeah. <laughs> like what? What is it? So I was like, no, I'm actually quite happy. Yeah. And in fact, if I could choose, I would choose what I am. And then she goes like, no, 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 you don't have to say that here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space, okay, <laughs> Mary. You can you can talk to me. Like, there, there are no cameras. Yeah, yeah come Your on. Your parents are not here. Yeah, stop you don't it. have to say that. And I'm thinking this 98 year old woman is um, really kicking my ass right now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is fascinating. It's yeah. amazing. And then I go, no, I mean it. <laughs> and then she goes, listen, the best advice I can give you, yiftai men noshken. Did you say that? She said that. Marry a Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. So that would. That would change my heritage, or what, what? 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 What would that change? So I, I'm still half like <laughs> Russian, and like, what is the advice? Like, I would be a half Russian, half half West African with a Norwegian. That would be not change anything, not change <laughs> anything, Dorothy. <laughs> I, I died. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Um, so she's. I broke here. Obviously, I started laughing. Yeah, and then she was like, "Trust me, that's the best advice." And then she turned the door, and then she goes. Now leave or I'll call security. Wow. So I was like, I thought we had something, Dorothy. Dorothy. Wow. So obviously, if, you, if you you're listening, Dorothy, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. She's listening, but not from the mortal plane. Uh, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I should look up then. Uh, up? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, joking. That, I'm that, yeah, 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 Dorothy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing but love in our no, hearts. That, 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 is, uh, that is amazing. And that, that, like, that sense of certainty. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah. that, this I is know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, this is a huge deviation. 
No, but it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. But you learn so much at the end stage of life yeah. more than one could learn in the beginning stage, yes. let's say in a pediatric department. Yeah. And one of the major things I saw that, you know, the, the PTSD patients or the Alzheimer's patients or the dementia patients, usually when they have a chronic um, illness that, you know, is based on atrophy of the brain, there's a memory that haunts them. It's yeah, a yeah, loop, yeah. right? Mm. With P- PTSD Patients, it's obvious what the loop memory yes, is. Yes, yes, the trauma, oh, the trauma. That's that's obvious. But Alzheimer's and dementia patients, it was quite fascinating that the loop was always lack and regret. Mm. Wow, that 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 saddens me. Right? Yeah, it does. It does. Because now you're not only lacking. Let's say when I said lack and regret, I mean um, I should have had this. Yes. Or like more time with exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they experience it every day. Like oh, it's fresh. Man. Yeah. Isn't that the definition of hell? It is. Uh, like I would say that, and and it's it's so tough to kind of be around. Uh, like even if you love this person more than the world, it's right. so hard to be around because you cannot fix that. No. And that is the that is the the hard thing about like regret, bitterness, is that it's it, it doesn't seem like you can do anything Mm-mm. to because the, then you'd had to travel back in time to to hel- yeah. help this person and it, you you feel helpless yeah. around them as well because you kind of want to motivate and like yeah we can still try to let's try to make it happen now yeah. could yeah. we like try to find the solution but now yeah. it's it's we're still back i should th- that thing i wanted was 10 years ago yeah. and i i still think about that and i will always do it it's yeah. heavy it's it is heavy, heavy. so I, yeah definition of hell definitely and it, and it literally inspired or teaches us or well, at least me, what I took away from that was eliminate lack yeah. and regret in your life and understand at least that, you know, pursue certain things. And if it's not the will of God, it's not. Yeah. Cut it early. And it's that easy. Like, it's that hard and that right. easy. Right. Like, if it if it works, it works great. Right. If it doesn't, okay, we've tried it. Let's try something else. Let's, uh, and I don't think, if, I don't know if my, like my brain is kind of put together uh-huh. in a strange way, but... Uh, even the the things I've done that was really bad for me, uh-huh. like uh, career vi- wise and and so forth, I've never kind of regretted them. Like, mm. oh, I should never have done things. I could, I can reflect upon mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. a bad choice, mm-hmm. but it kind of led me here. Uh, mm. So I wouldn't, I would never eliminate that. Mm-mm. Like even if I spent two years doing something that I I should really not have done, right. uh, that kind of, uh, but that talking about the data right. i now have that data forever like every time i encounter something that as resembles <coughs> that i was like ah oh, no yeah. i i know this because i have that this data, data set exactly and this kind of matches that so i uh, know no and, and that's why if you get dementia i don't think you would have that <laughs> loop no because because people are horrible at expecting uh what would like that is um one of the human flaws because like expecting we, we have good we are we're good at envisioning right uh, a future right but it almost never uh it's almost never what we think it uh-huh. is so okay if, wait wait so we're good at envisioning it but obviously we miss the target yeah because because okay. uh, uh, like it's i don't the english words hedonistic uh, right. adaption right yeah so if if you think that if i get this job i will be 10 of 10 happy and you get the job, and I call you in one year. I was like, "Was it ten of ten? You would say like, "No, I was no. like probably seven out of ten." And if you say to me, 
I would be fucking devastated if I don't get that job. That would be like a two out of ten. Mm. I call you in one year, you would say, "No, nah, it was it wasn't that bad." I, I'm I'm at a, like a five of five of five out of ten. Yeah. So we we're good at envisioning like we can look into the future and like, ah, oh, yeah, I will have that office and things will be this way and I'll I'll so do this. So it's almost like overestimating the bad and underestimating the good. Yes, that that is the 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 great human flaw. Wow. So so if you that bitterness ties into that as well because you think that if I had taken that path, things would be insanely good. Hmm. Like you, you've already pictured that life, but do you, that is not, that, that is, it would might as well, it, it might as well be uh, the worst thing you ever had. Exactly. Because people don't let that thought in, that if I took that path, maybe my life would be like a lot worse. So so what you're saying is maybe I should thank that high school advisor. Maybe. Because we, we never know. Maybe it made A happen and thus B and then certain things happen. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause I really like that. If I if I'd asked you before, like if if you have to be set back two years now, that would make you feel like, yeah, that would be zero right, out of ten. Right, like end right. of your life. That, that right. horrible. But if I asked you like after you've done that, right. like, was it that bad? It was pretty bad, but like, yeah, four Three, yeah. three, four out of ten. So it's it's not that bad. I love that as perspective. I, yeah, I really do because it makes you detached from outcomes. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's what uh, uh, that's what people need to know mm-hmm. as well. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I, you should always kind of be excited and like right. you 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 have to have that. This would be great, but if you missed uh, the opportunity, it it would it, it could might as well be like okay right or not as good right but you always envision the thing Better. being f- amazing hmm. 10 out of 10 if i get this promotion <coughs> woo, my life is set all my worries are gone no they're probably not <laughs> they're p- you're still a douchebag probably who needs working on yeah, and yeah yeah, yeah. so you kind of yeah yeah no i i agree we do have this disney romanticized um view of the future yeah um, pursuit of happiness. Actually, we spoke about this uh, recently. How I do disagree on the ideology that man's purpose of life is the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, like, how dare you? Like, what are you saying? Are you saying we shouldn't be happy? But no, that, no, that, no. Because the pursuit of happiness. What What does that mean? In essence, it means that the goal is happiness. Yeah. But that's not realistic in a world of suffering. No, and and saying the pursuit of happiness, that kind of tells you that happiness is happiness is like further down the line. It's not here. We're pursuit. We're chasing it, and that that fucks you up because you if you think that happiness is the next job, uh, the next thing that like you forget about. Exactly. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. You're pretty happy right now. Yeah. Change your state of mind. Yeah, aren't you happy now? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy now. Then stop chasing, just just continue doing yeah. the things that make you happy, and you're there. You you've yeah. achieved the goal. Yeah. So it's like if you get two percent more happy if you chase this thing. Yeah, maybe, or not. Mm-hmm. But you're you're constantly more happy if you're if you're in the the moments and right. yeah. So like the, the last couple of years I've done all the, the cliche stuff I've right. been practicing mindfulness all that stuff like it's bef- cliche but it's needed man. yeah but before I was like I don't need that I have a clear mind but as soon as I started doing it I was like okay this this stuff actually works yeah. like just 
before how do you practice it I, very like low scale i before i go to bed i take like five minutes to kind of think about okay i'm i'm really happy that i'm i'm mm-hmm. with my beautiful wife mm-hmm. like my kids uh, i have an amazing job uh i'm i'm healthy like i, I just try to kind of remind myself of wow the, like things are pretty amazing that's good yeah because I could go to bed like thinking of like a, a big decision and yeah. like feel sore about myself like oh wow it's pretty tough right now but like those five minutes kind of rinses it rinses the mind because you yeah. you like you feel the shoulders like okay <coughs> all right so if this thing doesn't go well you, we still have this amazing life yeah and your, your, uh, your core gratitude points don't change no no because if you think about what do I have now and you realize that like this is This is good. Like I, if I think about all the things I have now, a beautiful wife that 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 I love more than everything, my kids and a job, and I got friends that I, that I can call and they will come over to my place if I said I need you right now. Wow. I was like, what? what, what else? Why am I afraid of like this new job? Yeah. Like the, the, it doesn't matter. It, I, I like it. This yeah. is the perspective that um, I feel instills the drive you need. It instills also the courage needed in being the itch that you are. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. at the end of the day, you are detached to outcome because you have that gratitude, that foundation to fall back on. Yeah. It is actually pretty. What should I say? Um. Po- yeah. It's it's pretty inspiring, and I feel the new generation needs this. I think so. Yeah. They they they're too attached to outcome, mm. too attached to instant gratification. Now now, like everything's on the rise in terms of suicide rates and depression. Yeah. And I and I totally get that. But at the same time, what's on the decline is poverty in these same countries. Like everyone's so having, uh, people are having like a great a great time if they stop and look at like okay, if you're a and, and it, I know when I was seventeen eighteen, I did not practice like no, mindfulness no. anything. I was just just like a, a a loose gun. But I think if if they had just a sliver of those tools. It would make a, a huge difference. Just like it doesn't really matter if you if you said that I'm gonna be this great thing, right. that doesn't <coughs> define you. That it's that's just a title or okay maybe that would be great. But it's the everyday stuff. Like do do I enjoy do I enjoy this day? Yeah. Like do I do I not uh, go to soccer practice because uh, basketball is, is cooler and that would like make me one of the cool yeah. guys. Well, that's that will not give you happiness. No. Like, if people think you're cool, uh, that will not bring you happiness. Doing the thing you you love—that's what brings you happiness. Yeah. And if you could, like, if you could throw some magic dust on all the young people, that would make them realize that, like, people getting bullied, and and they would also have like the set of tools, like the the sense of self. Like, yeah. Okay, you say that I'm a nerd, but I really love love the nerdy stuff. So I'll just wear it as a Badge of honor. A badge of honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I am a nerdy guy. Yeah. I I love doing these things yeah. and and programming stuff. I'm, I'm a good. I, I will do great things one day. Amazing. So, and and that that is that comes back to what you were saying with purpose. Yeah, yeah. And and not and never thinking that your purpose is wrong. No. Because it, it, my purpose is not your purpose. Exactly. So if you're asking me advice of how to become the next Elon Musk, I wouldn't know. Do not ask me. 
But uh, if you know that you're going to be the next Elon Musk, that is enough because mm. you know what your path is. And if mm-hmm. people say, you're going to be the next Elon Musk, you're crazy. If you know that they're wrong, you will be kind of immortal, exactly. I would say. Yeah. Or even better, you will be the first um, stay on blip, right? Yeah. Because yeah. before Musk, who was? Yeah. Yeah. Who was? He yeah. was the first. Nikola Elon Tesla. Musk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The man knows his culture. <laughs> you are cultured, my friend. Very much so. So, I know you have a show soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, I really do. I know. So, just to kind of like wrap this beautiful thing in a bow. Yeah, we, we've been places. We've, we've been, been places. places. Yeah, let's try we've to seen horrible up. things. <laughs> Came out of it. So, I would really like you to... We spoke about how certain things can be passed down into you know generations yeah, and yeah, this yeah. spark you have this mentality you know it's obvious that you have kids and it's definitely going to be passed down so what would that look like if you had to put it into words the the thing is that it's always hard to make your kids do the same path as you have done because mm-hmm. uh like i have already provided like a more what could I say, safe uh, environment for my kids than I had growing up. So they will never get that. Like I don't think they will be as creative mm-hmm. because I had a lot of hardships growing up. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, made me think different, made me uh, made me the way I am. They will have like a, a more safe, mm. uh, uh, safe life. They will not. Uh, I think they I have to work I for them and uh, Uh, realizing that hard work that is needed so like uh, if i if i wanted to i could give my kids like what they want but i have to kind of hold back and say that okay but if you want this we need to like if you do this these things every day for a week we can maybe get you that thing like yeah kind of uh, instilling that Mm -hmm. yeah i know that you want that uh but you have to do these things to get it yeah. and therefore you uh, you get two things you get the gratification of getting that thing and you also get the link that if i do if i actually do the work good things will come hmm. and, and not the other way around exactly. like i can do great things if i get the reward <laughs> no that's not how it works that's you have to first do it and then yeah. afterwards love it and uh i always pride myself on being silly with my kids like at home I'm walking around in crazy costumes and we're dancing and just to kind of show them that uh like growing up is not uh like being proper and uh like when you I, I hate when people tell kids like oh, but you're you're a big girl now you cannot do these things anymore yeah. uh and I, I'm I'm the same with grown-ups when they're like I, I I cannot I cannot do that now I'm a grown man I'm like shut up <laughs> Shut up! Why can't you do that? Do you think it's fun? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, then do it. Stop it. If you think it's fun to That's like, funny. yeah, if you want to dress your whole family up in crazy costumes and have a costume party at the middle of the day, do it. Right. Everyone loves it. The only thing that is holding you back is that you're saying like, "I'm a grown man now," and so I try to be silly in front of my kids, and and uh, and hopefully that rubs off, so, so that when they go to school, uh, they kind of feel that being silly is not uh, mm. uh, something that you should you should hide or like being cool is just like being controlled and 
um, non-charismatic. Right. Uh, so yeah, I try to show them that this is a power, like daring to just run around in your underwear, singing songs uh, on Saturdays. That that fun is. I, I don't. I really kind of want to. Yeah. You don't keep, want to blunt that. I don't want to blunt that, and I. I. It's hard as shit, but yeah. when my my daughter when she wants to do uh, things that I'm like, oh, th this is, all right, so you want to wear a dress uh, to kindergarten today, all right, yeah. I I, I have to, I want to say like, no, we cannot. <laughs> we have to put on like a, a woolen. Right. We have, uh, and Minus 20. Yeah, yeah. I see your point, yeah. darling, honey, yeah. sweetie. But I, I also, I, I don't want to, I don't want to like crush that sense of no. wonder. So I said, okay, all right, let's do that. But when we get to the kindergarten, you have to promise me that we we take this. Uh, we, we, you have to take it on. If they say that you're going out, right. you have to promise me to take it on. Because either way, you, you get sick, and yeah. I don't want you to get sick. Like, all right, yeah, yeah that's that's a good deal. Uh, and there's a lot of those things that when you're in a hurry, or and you see the the kids have that like sense of wonder, like, <gasps> oh, I can do this today, and you kind of want to say, no, you cannot, but. Yeah, I really don't want. I, I want them to think that like everything is possible. Yeah. Even though it may be not. Exactly. As as much as we love to hate Kanye, we do want that confidence to be in our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? That yeah. creative freedom and expression that he has. Yeah, and I th and I think that that's that almost <laughs> stupid, like I can do anything. Exactly. Cliche. I I think it's a good thing in the core, as yeah. as long as you're kind of. You're you're humble and of course yeah so course. you can say I can do this no problem and if you can't make it you say like oh, okay I was maybe a bit uh, like too cocky mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. I I apologize if you get that balance I think it's a, a very healthy thing because if they if people say do you want to do this and you say yes but you don't have any clue and you try it and maybe yeah, like I yeah I want it to be fearless uh not in like the physical sense but in in the mental, in sense. The mental sense yeah yeah no um I think that you have embodied what you preach you know quite well and um I am excited to know if uh, or when you hit your goal on the weightlifting man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. keep me updated I'll invite keep you to the the 200 Oof. party then you then you then you've done it yes yeah. you will not not do it if I'm there Because it's like either you die or you succeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a doctor on side right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not leaving here until you do it. <laughs> no, Ben, that would be epic. Um, thanks again. Thanks again. It has been a pleasure. It was. It was. It was an honor. And I will not hold you back because you do have a show starting. It's. You, it's. You, I'm on stage in one hour and five minutes. So. Yeah, uh, you gotta run, run. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, every, Hugh Jackman, everybody. Oh shit! <laughs> no, thanks, Matt. Steve, I'm Thank you. Man. Thank you.